Welcome to Sex Ed with DB. I'm your host, DB. Let's get into it. Let's talk about vacation sex. If you're like me, I bet you want a little pleasure while you're away, but can't fit your entire sex toy collection in your carry-on, huh? Say hello to the brand new Magic Wand Micro. Born into such a famous family, this little wand has quite a reputation to uphold while fitting in the palm of your hand. Same magic, now in pocket size. Use code SEXEDWITHDB at Lion's Den for 15% off your Magic Wand Micro now. Here are my top three favorite things I love about Uberlube. Number one, Uberlube makes sex feel a lot more pleasurable. It's as simple yet as powerful as that. Number two, Uberlube is recommended by leading doctors and its body-friendly ingredient list is widely used by people with sensitivities to lubricants. And number three, Uberlube will not stain clothing or bedding. Any spills can be easily cleaned with detergent and water. Get your bottle of Uberlube now with code SEXEDWITHDB for 15% off at uberlube.com. I'm Amy, sex and relationship coach, certified sex educator, and 2022's Sexpert of the Year in the sex toy industry. And I'm April, VP of Hot Octopus, sex toy mogul, and 2016's Woman of the Year in the sex toy industry. Allow us to introduce you to Shameless Sex, a real talk, informative podcast all about sex and relationships, but with a playful twist. Want to learn how to eat pussy like a champ? suck diak like a boss how to better communicate connect with and touch lovers and partners or maybe you just want to be the master baiter of your own sexual pleasure shameless sex releases episodes weekly and features accredited doctors authors therapists and educators available on all podcast apps just look up shameless sex to discover your new best friends when it comes to all things sex and relationships to learn more visit shamelesssex.com Hello, everybody. I hope you're doing well. It's been a hot second since I've recorded another More Sex Ed, and I'm stoked to get into it today. We've got a lot of questions in the past around uncircumcised penises, and I I think that this is the time to go over all of them in a what should I know about uncircumcised penises episode. Uh, Totally valid questions that we have here. I'm going to read a couple of them. And then I'm going to talk about some uncircumcised penis facts and then things that I think you should know about uncircumcised penises. Uh, I'm going to be using help from Planned Parenthood and Healthline uh, to answer some of these questions as I am not a doctor, but, you know, folks who are experts uh, like doctors and medical health professionals write about these things for a reason. So I'm happy to, to lean on them for some good info. And so, okay, let's go over a couple of these questions here. So if you have a question that you want answered, go to our link tree that's in uh, our Instagram and you scroll down and it says, ask a sex ed question. And you click on that and you fill in that Google form. So yeah, this is your call to action to go ahead and do that if you haven't done it before. So here are the uncircumcised questions, uncircumcised penis questions that we have in our Google form. Here we go. 
So this person has a lot of questions. Is it safe for an uncircumcised person to masturbate while pulling the foreskin all the way back, like leaving it pulled behind the tip and not using any lube? Could I get an injury this way? Is it only safe to move the foreskin up and down if I'm not circumcised? Also, is it safe to hold in your cum, like holding the skin on top so you don't fully ejaculate? Could that cause any damage? So this person, what we're really getting to here is like, what is a safe way for me to engage with my uncircumcised penis is what what we're getting at here. Um, And then another person separately wrote in, I've always been really grossed out by uncircumcised penises, but I just found out the boy I'm talking to right now has one and I want to try to get over that fear. Is it true that they're way less hygienic than circumcised ones? And if you're having sex with them or doing oral slash hand jobs, what do you have to do differently? Okay. So first of all, for this, both of these people, very brave, it can feel very overwhelming and embarrassing to talk about things that feel strange to us, uh, especially about bodies. And uh, I'm here to set the record straight and define what an uncircumcised penis is, how common it is. And uh, as I said, with this Healthline article, there are, there are like 10 important things that you need to know that I think will cover these questions. So let's get into this. Um, the first thing that I really do want to say is that both circumcised and uncircumcised penises are great and either way is normal and healthy and there's no better or worse, right? Like it's really, it's mostly like a matter of preference from your parents or from the people who raised you, right? Who decide usually typically at birth, at least when we're talking about in the U S uh, whether or not they want their baby with a penis to be circumcised or uncircumcised. And so let's talk about what that really is. So the foreskin of the penis is a retractable tube of skin that covers and protects the head or the glands of the penis. And all people with penises are born with a foreskin, or at least most of them, if things are typical. Um, And someone who has a penis with a foreskin will need to pull it back and wash underneath it in order to prevent secretions from building up and attracting infection. And depending on the person, the size of the foreskin and the personal preference you also may want to retract it to put on a condom. Um, But again, that's like definitely up to your preference. Um, The foreskin retracts during erection for most people. Um, Other people prefer to keep their foreskins from being retracted during sex because maybe the glands underneath is too sensitive. Um, A person who is circumcised has had their foreskin removed. So in the US, if someone with a penis, you know, they come out, people are like, it's a boy. Like we need to make a decision whether or not it's going to be circumcised. So that's why we say assigned male at birth. Um, and it's usually done at birth. So parents or guardians usually decide whether or not to circumcise their children based on family traditions or religious beliefs, cosmetic preferences, uh, among other reasons. And, and a very common reason is if there's a dad in the family, they're like, oh, I want my son to match my penis. (laughs) saying it out loud sounds very silly, but I do think that that is a common thing. And let's talk about some stats. So in the US, about 60% of babies are circumcised, which means that, uh, or 60% of babies with penises, I should say, which means that 40% have intact foreskins. Um, However, it's in most African, Asian, European, and South American countries, it is much more common to be uncircumcised, so to not have that procedure done. Um, so it really does depend on where you're from and 
where like what culture essentially and religion that you are in and what country and what those norms are. And so here here's the Healthline article that I want to read from that I do think is very helpful and does cover some of the things that were asked about, you know, safety and like how to get used to an uncircumcised penis. And this Healthline article, if you want to read more um, or like reread it, is called Circumcised versus Uncircumcised Pros and Cons to Consider. Um, and again, just to emphasize like the main difference between a circumcised and uncircumcised penis is the presence of the foreskin around the head of the penis. If it's circumcised, that means there is no foreskin. If you are uncircumcised, it means there is foreskin. And both options can have an effect on hygiene and health. So when we're talking about the overall appearance, the uncircumcised penis when we're looking at that, the foreskin drapes over the head like a hood, right? Uh, when the penis is not erect and the penis head largely is not visible, but when that penis is erect, the foreskin retracts and exposes the head or the glands. And the foreskin looks usually like bunched up in a circumcised penis. The foreskin is absent. So this leaves the glands out in the open at all times, whether the penis is erect or not. And there might be a slight difference in skin texture where the foreskin was removed. So maybe the skin feels like tougher or thicker, or if it's a different color, um, and then the skin closer to the glands may be thinner and more sensitive. So let's talk about hygiene, um, because that was one of the questions uh, in the Google form is like, is it true that like uncircumcised penises are less hygienic? And the answer is no, not necessarily, right? So an uncircumcised penis does require, though, some extra attention to hygiene because if you don't regularly clean under the foreskin, bacteria and dead skin cells and oil can cause smegma to build up, um, which is like a material basically that can lead to infection. Um, so yeah, it, it can make the penis smell. It can lead to inflammation. Um, and this can make pulling back the foreskin difficult or impossible. So if this happens, it's known as phimosis, P-H-I-M-O-S-I-S, and that can require medical attention if left untreated. Um, and just note that these instructions are for adults. Before puberty, it can be difficult to fully retract the foreskin, and it should never be forcibly retracted, even for cleaning. Um and so when it comes to a circumcised penis, it doesn't really require any additional hygiene other than what you would usually do in the shower or the bath, but make sure you wash it regularly. However, the penile skin might be more likely to get dry or chafed or irritated without the foreskin, and you can just help this with loose-fitted underwear and avoiding tight pants. Let's talk about uh, lube and sexual sensitivity because I think that those those are kind of the other questions that the Google form folks were getting at. And so a 2016 study actually found that for uncircumcised penises, the foreskin was the part of the penis that was most sensitive to stimulation by touch. However, the study clarifies that this doesn't mean that your experience of pleasure during sex is necessarily any different, whether you're circumcised or uncircumcised. Now, when you're circumcised, there was a 2011 study that claims that men with circumcised penises self-reported more orgasm difficulty. Um, but then there was a 2012 response to the study that calls this claim into question. So 
essentially like there is no like hard and fast, no pun intended rule here. Um, there, it it really depends on the person, like someone who is circumcised may feel less sensitivity, but it's hard to know because they probably have been most likely circumcised their entire lives. So maybe they don't know the difference. Um, but definitely like the foreskin is very, very sensitive. So it is potentially true that for someone who is uncircumcised, who still has their foreskin intact, that their sexual sensitivity is greater than someone who is circumcised. But again, it really depends on the person. And it's hard to say because there are competing studies. And because if you were circumcised at birth, then you don't know any differently. Attention, abortion pills are still available in all 50 states. This includes both mainstream and alternate routes to access pills, even in states that have unjust abortion bans. Here's what folks need to know. Abortion pills can be purchased online and work best for pregnancies less than 12 weeks. There are free and confidential resources to help people get medical questions answered, assess any legal risk, find funding, and safely manage their miscarriages and abortions on their own terms. This helps alleviate burden on local funds and clinics, which are continuing to do all they can in support of their communities. Visit PlanCPills.org to learn more and join the movement. We talk a lot about sex ed, but when we're shopping for products to support our sexual wellness, exploration, and expression, we head to the experts at Lion's Den. For 50 plus years, Lion's Den has been a leader in adult products. Whether you want to explore a new kink or add a little romance to your evening, Lion's Den has something for all. Each location is brightly lit and staffed with the very best experts in pleasure, passion, and romance so you can feel comfortable and confident in your purchases. Lion's Den is offering our listeners 15% off your purchase in-store and online using code SEXEDWITHDB at lionsden.com. Let's talk about lubrication. So uncircumcised, the foreskin provides natural lubrication to the penis. However, there's no conclusive evidence that being circumcised will require extra lubrication for the same amount of sexual satisfaction. And essentially, like if you are circumcised and you don't have the foreskin, then you do probably need extra lube when it's necessary, absolutely, during anal sex. Um, However, my answer is always going to be the same regardless of what your body looks like. Always use more lube. Um, Lube is really amazing and that it decreases friction and increases pleasure. You can use as much of it as you want. Um, there's water-based, silicone-based, oil-based. There's a combination of some of them. And uh, you can find a really, really awesome lube out there. As you know, if you listen to this podcast, I'm a champion of Uber Lube because I use it myself and I think it's fantastic. Um, so definitely, you know, do, do whatever you wish uh, when it comes to lube but I definitely recommend the more the better. So in terms of infections, other than the smegma buildup that we already talked about, having an uncircumcised penis increases your risk of developing a UTI, but mostly in the first year of life. So that's in the first year of life. But later in life, it's really, really important, as we said before, to practice good hygiene that can help prevent these infections. Just an interesting fact, this is something that I learned about in public health school, when it comes to people who are circumcised, they may have a reduced risk of contracting some STIs. They're also 50 to 60% less likely to contract HIV from 
folks with vaginas. But regardless, it's super important to use condoms to prevent STIs. Wow. This is one of the more long, more sex ed episodes, but it's really good. I think it's great. Um, I guess I'll just end with, you know, basically saying that it's important for us to not shame people who have any sort of body, whether that be an uncircumcised penis or a circumcised penis. Uh, but, you know, for the person writing in saying like, oh, I always thought this was gross, like open your mind. It's really, really uh, not a big deal for someone to have an uncircumcised penis. And if you like that person, then uh, support them and love their body. I think that, that uh, you know, we've been taught a lot of things uh, when it comes to like shaming bodies and shaming the way that we uh, think about other people and uh, what's normal and what's not. And if we were anywhere but America, uh, in most other places, uh, most folks are not circumcised. So it's, it's really like thinking about our culture, thinking about where we are and really like normalizing it and getting the information we need and the education uh, to make the best decisions for ourselves. So I will leave you with that. Thank you for learning about uncircumcised versus circumcised penises. And I hope you have a great rest of your week. Our creator, host, and executive producer is me, Danielle Bezalow. Our producer and communications lead is Catherine Cohen. Our producer and communications coordinator is Sadie Leegi. Our marketing coordinator is Kate Fiala. Our music theme is by Hook Sounds. Thanks so much to our featured guests, partners, and listeners. Want to partner with us? Email us at sexedwithdb at gmail.com. For more sex ed content, follow us on Instagram at sexedwithdbpodcast and on TikTok at sexedwithdb. Want to rep us with some brand new Sex Ed with DB merch? Go to sexedwithdb.com slash merch to check it out now. See you next time.